This is the Kaniac Report. I am Sam Wallace. And I am Sam Driscoll. And you know what? What? The turtleneck does it again. Yes, he does. So what a week it has been for the Canes and um, for a lot of teams, actually, because we had free agency uh, this past Wednesday and a lot of uh, signings and uh, trades happened, mainly for the Hurricanes. Trades have happened. Uh, But what we'll be doing is we'll go in through just notable very notable uh, free agent signings and talk about a little bit of the bigger names that are still available at the time we are recording this. And then we'll talk about the trades and main, and that's where we get really into the hurricanes aspect of how free agent day went for them. So uh, first uh, player, um, and this actually was pretty recent. I think this might have been yesterday. Was Callie Yarncrook signed with Toronto four years, two point one million dollars? That's not a bad contract. No, for not Yarncrook. for a team that's also cap tight. So, yeah, I mean, it gets him a good player. Um, I think so. he's a good top nine forward. Yeah, at two point one million a year, that's pretty. That's that's uh, definitely team friendly deal. Yes, definitely. And of course, the biggest news because I had this at the top of our list that shocked the whole NHL was Johnny Hockey, Johnny Gaudreau signing with Columbus, seven years, nine point five seven million dollar contract, full no movement clause. Yeah, and I think that that you know he wanted out of Calgary. I think that's pretty clear. Um, he left money on the table in Calgary because they offered him over ten. Eight by ten, and at the end of the day, he wanted out. So I, I mean, you know, when you're in that kind of a market, you have a lot of pressure on you. He's now in a market. He's now in a smaller market area, right? You know, Columbus has a lot of good young players, and Johnny Gaudreau is going to make them instantly better. Oh, he is. I mean. I can already imagine. I think there's going to be one line where you have the goal scorer Patrick Lane on could be first could be second and then the set can refer the other line would be johnny goodrell so it's going to be a good one-two punch line for columbus and good for them because they could use i think um some offensive power oh yeah yeah no johnny goodrell's great and a lot of hurricanes fans are crossing their fingers just hoping he'd come to carolina um and that just i was one of them i would have loved it for goodrell to come to carolina I think what he got offered, I would have been okay with paying that myself, but um, it's good for him. Good for him getting a good deal in a, in a good in a good city. Uh, I've got family up in Columbus and good area, so yeah, he picked a good area to go um, to go play, go live, and um, good for him. He got he he's where I believe he wants to be, and he wanted to be. It sounded like Columbus was a team that he had on his radar for for a while. Yeah, and part of the reason why it really shocked us was because it was either New Jersey or the Islanders. I mean, Philly was in on him, too, but then they dropped out. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, you know what? I think at the end of the day, he's probably where he wants to be in a market that's not going to, you know, be as nasty to him if he, if, if things don't go the right way. Yeah, definitely, and uh, good on, on 
Johnny Gaudreau signing with a team that he wants to be with. Yeah. Uh, we knew it was emotional between him and Calgary as um, that was uh, released. But the next player we're going to sign in Seattle, actually, Ron Francis actually did something. Yeah, yeah, Andre Burkowski, uh five years, $5.5 million contract. Not bad for Andre Burkowski. I like him. Yeah, no, good deal. I still think it's a Ron Francis kind of a, of a move. Doesn't really move the needle a whole heck of a lot for you. But um, he's doing what he's he does best, though, Ron. He, he's trying to build through the draft. And, he, and that's what he's doing. You know, you still got to fill holes and get some decent players. You know, Ron Francis did that, too. So I'm not so really surprised. It's not a, a big signing, but, um, you know, it is what it is. Uh, it'll make this it still makes them a little bit better and it gives them a good a good player. So their future will be held up in their in the draft. So it'll be some time, I think, before Seattle is a contender. But this allows them to probably get to the cap floor and helps them get, you know, spend where they got to spend. Yes. And I'm telling you, that center spot looks bright with both Maddie Beneers and Shane Wright down the middle. Yeah. That's something. With Shane Wright dropping where he dropped. I mean, you know, that was just a gift horse right in the mouth for, you know, for for Seattle. I mean, I still think Shane Wright should have gone first. So the fact he didn't go second or third, you know, that was just a gift for Seattle. His stare. At the Montreal yeah. table, yeah. that was to me. I found that funny, but I'm sure I saw Ron Francis. He was like so happy. Oh, you have to believe that for sure. Well, all we're gonna say on this is Ian Cole signed with Tampa Bay for one year, and we're gonna move on with that. One year, three million dollars. He is nowhere near that. He honestly, in my opinion, and all I'm gonna say is he shouldn't be playing in the NHL this year. Not gonna go into details why. Everybody knows why. We probably feel that way. But Ian Cole should not be playing in the NHL this year. Yep, that's all we're gonna say on that. Um and I also think just three million a year for Ian Cole. I just think that's an overpayment if he Ian was Cole, gonna play. <sighs> He's not really worth that. He was fine in Carolina. I know you liked him at the beginning of the year. I think we all did. Um, but he's not worth $3 million. There, there is nothing he did this year that warranted a $3 million contract. Maybe it's just Tampa Bay being desperate in the, in the need for a defenseman, a veteran defenseman. Um, I feel like they could have done better. But um, I think I would have gone with Mark Stahl before I would have gone with Ian Cole. I, I would have, too. Mark Stahl's cheaper. And, and we'll talk about him in a couple minutes yeah. here. And um, again, what we're going to say is, you know, we're just going to respect the wishes of the people involved in the incident and, and not really go into it. But um, but we're talking about hockey players and then we're going to talk about the players. And, and because of that, we both feel he shouldn't play. He shouldn't play this year. Um, and I think that's more than a reasonable feeling to have. Um, and another uh, former Hurricane, even though he was purely a rental, Max Domi signs with Chicago, also one year at $3 million. Yeah, and I think that's a reasonable deal for, for Domi. Um, it I don't is. know why he went to Chicago, but um, I think I would have brought him back on that, maybe a one by two and a half. But I, I think I would have been willing to bring Domi back for, for that for that asking price to fill in some slots. But um, instead... You know, we'll get to another player that we 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 signed that I think is an, a pure upgrade from Domi. Um, next, Mason Marchment. This was one that sounded like for for the long, for, you know, during free agency day he was going to come to Carolina, 
and it was close. It was close, and then it fell. The you know the floor fell up. But he wanted to go to Dallas. He signed a four by four and a half in Dallas. He wanted to go to Dallas. He knew the assistant coach very very well, and it, it was just you know at that point the comfort level for him and Dallas was better. So right move, right uh, for him. And uh, you know you just can only you can never get upset with a player for making the right choice. Yeah, and I mean, we gave him actually the same term and the same money. It's just he wanted to go Dallas, and that's his choice. I would have loved getting Mason Marchman. He's he, he's both physical and a skilled forward. Love to have him, but with the players that we got that we'll get to, I'm not upset. Yeah, for sure. Um, Next is former Carolina Hurricane, now current New York Ranger, Vincent Trocek. He signed a 7 by 5.625 million with the Rangers. Pay, it's cheap. It's pretty good, actually. 5.625 is a really good deal. I would not have signed him to seven years. I would have signed him probably to five years. Yes. If he would have done five by six, I think that would have been good for Carolina. Um, five by 5.625 is, is, I'm sorry. Yeah. Is really good. So, um, seven years, I think is too long for him. He's on the other side. You know, I just, I I don't like long-term deals in that regard. Like I wouldn't, you know, yes, you know, coaching Yemi is fetching to call really young players, sign them to those long-term deals. You're going to get them for part of the best parts of their career. You sign them at this age and it's just you're starting to take a risk on year four five six seven so yeah but i think in the in the short term good deal good pay it's not and even if it doesn't work out it's still only 5.625 million so it's a contract you can probably unload if you have to but um disappointed he's staying in the division and then we got to play against him four or five times but that's what hurts us hurricanes fans is the fact that he signed with the rangers <laughs> Yeah, and you know what? It's good. You know, I know a lot of players. The you know you dream of playing in MSG. So good for good for Trocheck for sure. You know he deserved a, a contract and he got one. Yes, he did. And uh, another player. And even though this was very cheap with Florida, I think we still should mention it. Yeah. Mark Stahl mm-hmm. signs a one year, um, seventy five thousand dollar contract with Florida. And seventy five seven hundred fifty seven hundred fifty thousand. My bad. And Eric Stahl signs a, a professional PTO. tryout. Um, I think this the deal. You know, Mark Stahl signs league minimum. I actually wouldn't have mind seeing him come to Carolina just as a you know replacement for you know Brendan Smith and Ian Cole. I think he would be good third pairing, a trustworthy third pairing defenseman. He's older, he's slower, but he's still reliable on the back end. Um, Eric Stahl, PTO with Florida. Everyone knows by now I love Eric Stahl. So I wish again he was in Carolina, but uh, good luck to him. I would love to see him play in the league. So uh, another year, I believe he still has some hockey left in him. Yeah, and we'll we'll see how that uh, PTO works. Uh, I mean, if he signs with Florida, I mean, that's going to be very interesting. Yeah. Uh, Both uh, Mark and Eric get to play together for the first time. It would be awesome for them. Good for them. Honestly, good for them. And another reason why I would have loved for Mark and Eric to come to Carolina, because it's something I think a lot of Hurricanes fans thought was potentially going to happen many years ago. It was going to be Mark, Eric, and Jordan here. Um, and it just didn't work out. I know there were attempts to bring Mark Stahl to Carolina a few times many years ago. So 
but it didn't happen. Um, I do remember that game, though, against the Rangers, where we brought up Jared yeah, Stahl. That was I thought game. that was a fun game. Fun game. I was there. I think we lost, but... <laughs> we did, but it was still fun. It was cool, because you got them all in the same line. Um, next was Eric Branson, good player. Signs a four-year, four million with Columbus. Columbus just got... They got better this offseason. This is they just did. another signing that shows that they got better. Um, with already an intimidating defense, I think, is their strength. Yeah, and they have good net minding. You know, they're, they're built from the goal out, I think, in, in Columbus. Uh, I think they're going to be a contender for a wild card this season. They got better. I mean, Johnny Goudreau makes them better. So that, that one player alone helps push them closer to that playoff spot. So contender for the Cup, no. Contender for the playoffs, yes. And they got good at the draft, too. Uh, They weren't supposed to draft in the sixth position, but because of that Seth Jones deal, they were able to do that, which is really good for them. Columbus is just, they're getting better, they're getting better, and they're getting better. So, that's good for them. Uh, Next, uh, another, you know, Trocek out, Trocek into New York. Andrew Kopp out of New York into Detroit. Again, another player that makes another team that's on the cusp of being contenders for a playoff spot makes Detroit better. He got the same deal Trocek got, a five by f- uh, same money, shorter term, a 5 by 5.625 million dollar contract. Um, good for uh, good for Kopp. I liked him. I was kind of hoping maybe he'd come to Carolina. I was too. I know Adam Gold wanted him in Carolina at the deadline and even, I think, at free agency. Um, New York upgraded. I think Trocheck's better than Cop. Um, but Detroit got better, and Detroit is in that position where Eiserman is ready to make that step into a playoff spot, and I think they're getting there. They might not be there this next season, but they're very close. Yeah, and if I Pittsburgh think- and Washington falls off substantially, then I see it happening. Right. Um, and I think it's possible. I think Pittsburgh made a lot of choices this offseason that would be considered risky and money wise stupid because I like Chris Letang. I like Malkin and as much, and I, and I wanted Malkin in Carolina, but the term he got was ridiculous. I know they did the term for, for money reasons. That's right, Malkin. Both they basically have Malkin and Latang until they're in their forties. So, and, and also, I mean, yeah, you're getting the band bad together, but they you're trying to do perform that magic again, which several times before couldn't do it. They get eliminated in the first round. Now we will be talking about a trade that did happen actually, like a few minutes ago, um, with Pittsburgh and New Jersey. Yeah. At the time that we're recording this, but uh, Pittsburgh didn't really change a whole lot to their no, lineup. They they're about the same, so they're still probably a playoff team, but they're not. They're not a contender anymore. I mean, anyone with Cro- well, I mean, anybody with Crosby is probably a contender, but he's getting old too. So yeah, it just well, they knew time. they needed to sign Mulkin because I think with Crosby and Mul- and Mulkin together, I think that gets you. Into the playoffs. Yes. I think that's what they're doing. You don't have They're Malkin. trying to push back a, a rebuild. Uh, yeah. So that's kind of what I think they're doing. Um, next is one that hurts a little bit. Darcy Kemper goes to Washington. Washington's weakest link was their goaltending, and they've shorted it up. 
So Darcy Kemper signs Washington a 5 by 5.25 so they have shored up their back end and their goaltender which is their, you know their goalie's better. Um their offense is still elite as long as Ovechkin does well, but you know we saw what happened without Tom Wilson. Washington's one injury away from from sucking. So and Backstrom is not playing yeah, at the start. Yeah, I forgot about that. Backstrom's Backstrom probably might not play again. He might be it. Might, he might be done. So does is Washington capable of being able to do anything without Nick Backstrom? Right? I still think they can with the signing of Kemper. If they didn't sign Kemper, I don't think they make the playoffs. I would love for Washington to miss. Oh, I would too. Um, next is one that I think it frustrated me a little bit because it didn't make a lot of sense for yeah, a player who wants, I, I know why he wants to live near family and, and it's his home and closure. Giroux going to Ottawa for a three by 6.5 million. I get that it's home, but I don't know why you don't want to win a cup because he's not won one before. Yeah, he hasn't. So I thought I, I really did believe that Giroux might come to Carolina <laughs> He likes. He loves. He loves Rod Brindamore. Um, I would have liked to have seen this deal in Carolina, and maybe not for three, but maybe one or two, two by six, one by six, right? And then he could always go to Ottawa to retire. Um, but you know, his choice. He he went somewhere he wanted to go, so he is now in Ottawa for three years. So it makes Ottawa better, and Ottawa got better this this the year. I think they're a playoff team now. Or at least a wild card team potentially, so they're definitely a playoff contending team now. I think they're, I think they're going to be better than Boston next year. Really interesting. I do. I think Boston's old and Ottawa's young, and Ottawa's got faster, more skilled players. With Marchand out for the first half of the season, Bergeron's getting older. I don't know really how much he wants to play this year. If he doesn't want, if he really is doing it, doing through the motions, he might not be good. So, and I think Buffalo might, might be, be better. There. Yeah, Buffalo's gonna be, Buffalo, maybe not better than Boston, but Buffalo's getting better too. So, you know, I think you've got a lot of teams where that are going to play. The Atlantic is going to be tight. I think like the Metro was this year. I think Atlantic will be that way next year. But I do believe that the at Metro might not be as tight. I think you've got your top three. You've got Carolina. You've got New York. Um, New Jersey's going to be interesting. Yeah, New Jersey might be a top three. Right, but I think they're. I think they might be wild card. But you, you know, you've got Carolina and New York are your are your de facto one and two, and they're interchangeable. I think Carolina, with what they have, the decisions they've made this year, New York Rangers being incapable of getting Goudreau because I was thought that was a possibility too. New Rangers incapable of getting anybody that truly make them superior, more far more superior than they are now. I think has benefited Carolina. So yes, you're going to have Vincent Trocheck in in New York, but. I mean, we had Vincent Trocek in Carolina and couldn't beat New York. So does that yeah. really make them significantly better? I don't know. Carolina now has Max Pacioretty. That's our goal scorer. So I don't know. You know, it's, you know, they have Shesterkin and Shesterkin is, is unbelievable goalie. So I think it's going to be us Rangers and Pittsburgh in the top three. Um, but we'll see. I mean, I already have an episode planned where we kind of analyze the Metro. Division, because yeah. I think that'd be good to discuss in the future. Um, and of course, Edmonton, I think, solved a lot of their goaltending issues with the signing of Jack Campbell with five million for five years. I don't know why. I don't know why anyone would want to play in Toronto or Edmonton. I don't. The media there is vicious to both of the, to 
players on those teams. Uh, so I don't know why Jack Campbell, because he wanted to go to Edmonton maybe to play with McDavid. Good for you. They still couldn't do anything in the playoffs. Um, we'll see if this fixes that problem. I think goaltending was a big issue they had. I do think he's better than Mike Smith. Absolutely. Absolutely. Absolutely better than Mike Smith. So, yes, this makes them better in goal. But we'll see what they do. Edmonton will be a playoff team. I expect that. It's hard for them not to be when you have McDavid and Dreisaitl. And the uh, last player we'll talk about, he's another former Canes. Brandon Smith signs a $1.1 million deal for two years with New Jersey. Yeah, good deal for him. He said yeah. he believed he had a pay cut coming to Carolina. I believe we paid him what he was worth in Carolina. I think that's a little bit more than I would probably pay him for two years. But he'll be fine in New Jersey. Yeah, he will. And Dougie's their guy in number one. So, you know, he'll be he'll still be six, five, you know, five, six or seven D in, in New Jersey. Yeah, definitely. Now, free agency is still going on. Uh, we ha- we still have a few big name players that still have not gotten deals yet with John Kleinberg, Nino Niederreiter, former Canes player, and Nazem Kadri. Don't forget Paul Stasny is out. And Paul too. Stasny, yeah. So there's still a lot of players still out there that are that are good and that can play, and they're veteran players. So you know Carolina, I don't you know Adam Gold believes they're not done yet. I believe Carolina is not done either. So if they're trying to clear cap, maybe they make a run at at Kadri. Maybe they they try and circle back to Nino, right? Yeah. I mean, you have to think too. RFAs are still RFAs available too. So you still got Natchez. You still have Bear. What if there's an offer sheet? That's possible too. Someone may offer sheet Natchez. Someone might offer sheet Bear. It's it's a hundred percent possible. Someone might try and get back at Carolina. So, you know, Carolina's done it twice. You can't blame another team for trying to take advantage of where Carolina's at now with just about over $4 million in cap space. Yeah. So, you never know what's going to happen. Carolina's got $4 million right now. Does Gardner stay? It sounds like he is. But if they move him, they bump that up to eight, and which gives you plenty of room to make a move. So, it'll be interesting to see what happens with Carolina. If not, I believe Carolina's – if. All you do is maybe re-sign Bear and Natchez. I think you're set. I think Carolina is better than they were last year. I think Carolina has more of an offensive touch to them this year. Bringing in Burns, which we'll talk about in just a minute, and Pacioretty. Yes. So um, there was also a few trades that happened, too. Um, one just happened uh, today as we're recording this. But during free agency, Boston and New Jersey um made a trade together with Pavel Zaka going to Boston, Eric Hollow going to New Jersey. I think of these as two players kind of in the same boat. Yep. Also means we're going to play New Jersey in the first round. Oh gosh. <laughs> we always seen, we, you know, the last couple like two years ago, I played new, you know, Nashville the year after, you know, played Boston both times. Eric Hall has been on that team. So I guess we're going to be playing New Jersey in the first round of the playoffs next year. Yeah. That, um, that, that, it, I think those are both players that have some offensive upside, but maybe could use a change of scenery. Yeah. Um, the trade that just happened about less than an hour ago, about an hour ago, is New Jersey acquires John Marino from Pittsburgh, and Pittsburgh brings in Ty Smith in a 2023 third-round draft pick. I like what Pittsburgh got, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, both teams, I think, benefited from this. New Jersey is trying to take the step, so... And um, 
I think, like I said, I think New Jersey could be a, a good contending team this year. I think their big question mark is in goal. So, and and I'm still not sold with Pittsburgh's defense yeah. just yet because all they really have there as well is, is Latang, and he's getting older. So, there's questions. There's questions. Both teams have questions. Yes. Um, now on to the Carolina Hurricanes moves that they've made on free agency day. Uh, the Carolina Hurricanes acquires Brent Burns, Lane Pedersen, in exchange for Etu Makanyemi, goaltender prospect, Stephen Lawrence, and a third-round pick. I think this was a good deal. The only player I'm sad to see here, uh, surprisingly, is actually Etu Makanyemi. Would have liked to have kept him in the system. But, you know, you had a lot of goaltending prospects, so... You know, you take your chance and you bring in a player you want. And you bring in Brent Burns, and San Jose retained salary, so you had to pay for that. And uh, Brent Burns was brought in to replace Tony D'Angelo. Yes, he was. And uh, one thing about uh, the players that we gave up, E2 McAniemi, from what I heard from scouts is that he doesn't have that ceiling as Koshikov does. So I think that kind of made us think, okay, I think this is a player we can give up, um, but it still kind of hurts your prospects level there at the goaltending department. And of course, a player I do like a lot is Stephen Lawrence. He gave 100% work ethic, I think, almost every night when he played. I think there's some offense in this game, even though he's a big dude. And I think he's a good player on both ends of the ice. Yeah, he will be missed, but I think he'll get more of a chance in, in San Jose. He'll get more of a yeah, chance. So he good, will. For, good for him, for sure. For sure. Um, but I think this trade benefits both clubs. You know, San Jose gets to unload a little bit of salary. And they needed to. Yeah, they needed some relief, but they did keep some, so Carolina is only paying him just over five. Um, five million for for um this for the next three years. So you know what? I think Brent Burns at five point, I think two eight is what we're paying him. I think that's a good deal. Yeah, I'm getting to the amount that we're getting here with uh Brent Burns. It is five point two eight million, you're correct. That's so that's pretty good, I think. Yeah, uh, you're getting contract. a future Hall of Famer. He's a great player. He's still a good player. Brent Burns is, is aka a, Chewbacca. Yeah, I think Brent Burns is a um, one hundred percent upgrade from D'Angelo. Not to say that we don't like D'Angelo. We both love Tony D'Angelo all season. And one of the things that just made us both frustrated is you saw a lot of ignorant, stupid, idiotic fans, honestly, who just would trash D'Angelo every chance they got. Well. Guess what? The building still was full, so I don't know where all you whiners were at, but it looked like you were in the building cheering on the camera. And it sounds like Philadelphia fans are saying the same thing, but I still think D'Angelo is a good defenseman, but I do think Brent Burns is a bit of a step up from D'Angelo. Absolutely. I mean, Brent Burns... He has a shot, man. I looked at highlights of him. Yeah. He is a great shot. And he still produces points. I mean, he had 54 points this year. So, I mean, the, the guy can still produce. And in the playoffs, he produces. I mean, he had 20 goals, 42 assists, and 62 career playoff and 62 points in 94 career playoff games. So, I have absolutely no problem with Brent Burns. I think he's a great player. He's going to be a huge factor. He's six foot five, 230 pounds. 
going to be a huge, huge asset to this team. He's going to be running that first power play uh, quarterback position. Absolutely, he will be. Um, the next trade is uh, Carolina completely robbing the Vegas Golden Knights blind <laughs> they, and taking advantage of a fact of a team who is mismanaged, misowned, and just completely in disarray and had no cap space, had to unload. They had no choice. Carolina gives up future considerations. Good luck to future considerations. And we you get, will be missed, future yes, considerations. You will be missed. Carolina acquires... Goal scoring, elite goal scorer Max Pacioretty, and defenseman Dylan Coglan. Coglan. Yeah, um, that last name hard to pronounce there, but we'll just—I'm just going to say Coglan. But yeah, that's a really good trade for the Hurricanes. Uh, Don Waddell even said during the draft that you know there are some teams out there that are going to need to give up cap space. We think we can utilize that, and that—that that right there is what they did. Um, and with Vegas, I mean, I'll talk about their side a little bit for their trade. They needed to, to unload cap. They were near 10% above it. And I think, that, and there's a, a really good video on YouTube where uh, I think the hockey guy explains the situation that Vegas is on. And the problem that I think Vegas has is asset management. Yes. Uh, they traded Dodonoff, who I thought was very good for them. <laughs> like they, 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 they actually did finally trade Dadnoff. Yeah, they okay. finally traded Dadnoff because it didn't work at first. Yeah, no, because they, they, they don't understand contracts. <laughs> so, And, I mean, they trade all of these future prospects for um, players that they think they can win now. And if there wasn't a salary cap, Vegas would be paying so much money for these star players like Jack Eichel. But they're they're having an asset management problem. And I encourage you guys to look at that video. I think the hockey guy explains it very well. But for Carolina, that is a great, great deal, in my opinion. As long as he can stay healthy. Absolutely. I mean, he looked like he was close to being on a 40-goal pace this year. Pacioretty. So get that from him this year. Oh my goodness gracious. <laughs> you got a 40 goal score you just brought in for nothing. Yeah. Just money. That's it. 40 million. Seven, sorry. Seven, seven million a year. Cool. Cool. And, and <laughs> getting here. Absolutely. You do that trade every, every day of the week. All yeah. you're doing is just take, you know, they're paying, you know, they're paying you to take them off the books. So that's right. He's great. Um, and Dylan Coughlin kind of makes things interesting in the fact that you get another young right-handed defenseman, yeah. which kind of makes you think, well, we have Burns, Pesci, Dylan Coughlin, and I think Jalen Chatfield will make the squad as a seventh demon. Yeah. Where does that put Bear? Yeah, it's true. Where does it put Bear? So I think it gives you a lot of different um, positions. Right. Yes. So and, and Carolina and did make some signings in free agency. So they did sign people. They did. They signed for agent, a player that they had been wanting to get for years. They initially wanted to trade Justin Falk to get him. It fell through. But they finally bring in Andre Kasha for a one-year, $1.5 million deal. Great. Great deal. Great deal. Because yes. this player could play on your fourth line and do his job. He can play up in the lineup if there's injuries. So the guy can play lines one, two, three, or four and fit. Fit fine. 
And it's a low risk, high reward contract, very similar to Tony's, right? So he's got injury history, just like Pacioretty. So if he stays healthy, he could be a top score, you know, a top player for you. Bring in, you know, good player. If he gets hurt, you know, it's a one year, $1.5 million deal. You can replace him with somebody in your minors if he's really only playing fourth line minutes. So, you know what? Low risk, high reward. Exactly. And we also signed another guy. This was yesterday with Mackenzie McCurran. Um, I mean, I think that was more of signing to help the AHL team, to be honest. And I forgot the name of the player, but we did sign another goalie. Oh, um, uh, we did. Um, I yeah, I can't rem- he was just remember a, he was either just a young goalie, you know, just a, a goalie to have, and just in case, right? He's going to back up Kachetkov, so it's not a, a big signing, big huge signing, but it made sense. Gets it, you depth because last year Carolina struggled with that because they had so many injuries at goal at one at one time. So you need four goalies in your system. So Carolina has it now. And we don't need another Jack LaFontaine. No, please um, no. Incident. <laughs> no, no. No, no. We didn't qualify him. He is away. He's gone. He can go do what he wants to do. It is his choice. Yeah, and, and he's basically just filling in the hole that uh, E2 McAniemi left in yeah. that trade for Brent Burns. So Yeah, so I think this was also the hurricane saying that Kochetkov's our guy. So it is now Kochetkov will be the starter in, the, in, in Chicago. And I think that's good for him, especially because I think the expectation is the year, you know, not this coming season, but the season afterwards, he's going to be the starting goalie in Carolina. Zach Sachinko is the goalie's name. Okay. He's a young, he's 24 years old. So we got a young goalie who can, who, you know, it's good. You want to have some young goaltenders in your system. So I think Carolina is in a good place. Where we're leaving, you know, where we're at now, Carolina's definitely up better defensively than they were last season. Carolina's top six is better than Carolina's top six last year for sure. I think even with, you know, I think Patretti's an upgrade from Trocek because that's more or less who he replaced. So, you know, Patretti's a goal scorer where Trocek's not. So... And if Coach Kanyemi can really mature into that second line center, then I mean your top six is a hundred percent is dynamically better. So right now you just have to look at you know the question marks we've got now is you've got four million in cap space. Does Gardner play? Do we unload his contract? What happens with Natchez? What, what happens with, with Bear? Bear? So that's really where we're at right now. Those those are the question marks. What happens before that? And something could happen this week. There could be offer sheets that take place. You never know. Um, it'll be interesting to see what happens over the next course of the rest of the summer and what Carolina does. And I'm in, you know what? I'm excited. I am too. And I, and I think this is an easy fix, of course, but I do, I do think we need to sign an um, another goalie side if Kotragov does come up, you can have that goalie that we just signed, Salchenko, and another goalie. I think that's an easy fix, though, because uh, I, I, I was looking at our goaltending situation because we did have a bit of a situation there. So I think sign another goalie. And I, I, I really, because the Canes aren't done. I think it's pretty obvious they are not done yet. 
Yeah. Um, it's going to be very interesting uh, to see what they're going to do. I do think heading into the season, it will be good for this team to have some cap space. Some. Because we only had, what, $1 million in cap space into going into last season. And I do think that was part of the reason why we didn't go all in at the trade deadline. So, I mean... What do you think about that? Of going into just a few million dollars in uh, cap space. So, I think it's always I think it's an understanding, uh, understandable idea to have some cap space. But keep in mind, we keep Gardner. We spend the four million on whatever we're going to spend the four million on. We can unload Gardner's contract at the deadline if it's not working out. A team will take him. We'll pay him to take him. Right. So you you can generate cap somehow. Yeah, you could. Right. So I'm not concerned about having. I'm not concerned. If you want to bring in a player like Tarasenko at the deadline, assuming that's the direct, you know, just as an example, you will find a way to make it happen. So I, I don't think that it's necessary. I think it's a luxury to have. But I also think next season is going to be the year where Carolina is going to have the cap to really do a lot. Right, because you're going to have a goaltender that's going to be cheap in your system, so you don't have to go out and get super expensive, right? Because you have Kachetkov, you can go out and get, you know, if you want to bring in Bakranta as your backup, Anderson as your backup. I think either one of them is going to be cheaper the following year. So, yeah, I mean, right now we're at thirty-three million dollars in cap space for next year, and I mean. Yeah, we're going to spend some money on goaltending, obviously. But if you look at the contracts uh, next up, I mean, Dylan Coughlin, he might get a raise if he does very good, but I don't think it's going to be much. Yeah. Um, Lane Pedersen, that was in the uh, Brent Burns deal. He's going to be in the AHL. Yeah. Not much. Um, Andre Kasha, now he could get a raise if he plays pretty well. Yeah. And he stays healthy. Yes. Um, to me, that's one player. I think Jesper Foss, I think you have to sign. Um, but I don't think he's going to break your cap yeah. space. No, not at all. Maybe and, a max a $2 million upgrade, paying him $4 million maximum. Yeah. And Pat ready. I mean, if he wants to stay and does very well with us, I could. See, I think that would be the most we will give to any player on this team. Yeah. And Stahl, he's not going to get paid $6 million again. And we don't know if Stahl might retire yeah. after the season. And that's, so. I mean, Stahl and Pacioretty right there is $13 million in cap that you can choose to do something with. Exactly. So that's, I mean, I, I do think the Kings are going to have quite a bit of cap space heading um, into the offseason after this upcoming season. So it's going to be interesting. Absolutely. But we're looking forward to this season. Um so uh it's gonna be a good year yes it is and remember if you guys like this episode please uh subscribe rate comment and it and also uh please share it too we love uh that you guys are listening to us uh, every week taking time out of your day to listen to us and uh, we'll see you guys next week bye